my watch. Ain't gonna die tonight. Sleep tight. You know I'll catch a manana. Uncle Sam's only man packing katanas. Remain anonymous while I'm leaving remains. Welcome to Upshift, the No Direction Network's Essence 20 podcast, where every two weeks we give you an edge on Essence 20. I'm Ryan Costello, one of the designers of the Essence 20 system and an author on the G.I. Joe, Transformers, and My Little Pony role-playing game core rulebooks. And I'm Jason Keeley. I'm Renegade Game Studios, uh, RPG developer. So I work on a lot of those games, uh, all the Essence 20 stuff. Before we begin, although we both work for Renegade on Essence 20 in some capacity, Upshift is not associated with or produced by Renegade Game Studios. This is not an official Essence 20 podcast. It's a No Direction podcast about Essence 20 by some people that are on both of those things. That's right. Normally, we start our episodes with a little bit of banter, Jason, but I figured because of the nature of the topic, we should go right into the topic, and then you and I can banter a little bit afterwards, catch up, see how your holidays were, etc. That sounds good. Good, because the topic is explaining Essence 20 to people. With a recent change to the landscape of the TTRPG community, you might have gamer friends or maybe even game store employees suddenly asking about other RPG options for a variety of reasons that we'll go into <laughs> in less than a variety of ways. <laughs> so here's our guide to selling them on Essence 20. Now, before we begin, full disclosure, um, Essence 20 uses Hasbro products. Like they're all fully licensed from Hasbro. That's and right. Hasbro owns Wizards of the Coast and everything you've been hearing about the open game license uh, changing online, um, that is all tied together. So just, I, I don't know why, I just feel like it's not related to us directly. Right. But there are connections. It's it's a very interconnected industry. So people should not be surprised that uh, we will be addressing things that have multiple different ramifications. Yeah. Uh, should know too that at time of recording, the uh, this is all also speculation, right? We, we've gotten all those... At the, all those OGL 1.1 leaks are out there. Everyone sort of had their comments on it and, and, and analyzed it, uh, articles here and there. Um, and uh, but, but we don't know anything definite right now. Yeah. However, with the, what the leaks that have happened, I feel like there's probably been some erosion in trust and faith uh, uh, for some people. Uh, and they might be looking for another game, regardless of what ends up happening in the long run. That's right. Just the idea that this could happen, even if it tr yeah. turns out to, uh, not saying it is, but turns out to be a ruse, then right. just, um, yeah, the, the erosion of faith that you're talking about, just the possibility is now weighing in on people. So Indeed. I think step one, at this point, this is not going to be universal, but right <laughs> now, if you're trying to tell somebody on Essence 20, the first thing you need to do yeah. is calm them down. <laughs> Sit them down on the chair, give them a glass of water to drink. So there's a couple of reasons why I'm saying this. One of them is that when Essence 20 was first announced, it was announced that it, or sorry, not when Essence 20 was first announced, but this renegade Hasbro deal that right. they would be producing Power Rangers, G.I. Joe Transformers, My Little Pony games, role-playing games specifically. Um, it was announced originally that they would be 5e games. And so if you have not okay. kept up with this, you might still remember that as the official word that these games run on 5e. That is not the case. It was changed after the press release before publication, no, nothing that's been published for the Essence 20 system is tied to 5e in any way. It is also right. not an OGL game. So the open gaming license is something that games have the option to include in the back, even if the connection to the open game license is tenuous. Like Pathfinder mm -hmm. Second Edition is an OGL game. Yeah. 
it's a very different game from the one that the open game license uh, was originally tied to. That's right. But it allows people to make content for it as long as they print print that re, sort of reprint that license and uh, uh, make sure they don't sort of imprint infringe on any product identity. Now, the thing of with uh, a lot of these Essence 20 products, because they are Transformers, has you know, Power Rangers, all that, all those Hasbro IPs, Essence 20 doesn't have one of those because you are not allowed to do that and sell it, right? Of course, you're allowed to do whatever you want in your home game, uh, make up a whole new setting that just takes the Essence 20 bones uh, and, and, and plays with it or make up uh, your own sort of mashups and crossovers or, or uh, you know, uh, something based on another Hasbro property. If you wanted to do a gem in the holograms game on your own, you could take Essence 20 and do it on your own. Uh, uh, but you just can't sell it that way. It's funny. Up until a couple of weeks ago, people would ask if there's any kind of open game license tied to Essence 20, and they would usually ask, hoping for a yes, and I would have to mm -hmm. disappoint them and say no. Yeah. But in the last week, this is a positive. It's like, don't worry. <laughs> All the hubbub, if you don't like drama in your role-playing games, we're not associated with that drama. And I, it's something that I asked pretty early on in coming to work for Renegade, because I was thinking, I, my brain is always thinking about ways to tweak and change and do creative projects and whatnot. But, uh, you know, I found out, no, not so much. And so I was like, okay, that's fair. Now, you know, Essence 20 could have had some, not the OGL, right? It could have had some sort of Creative Commons license attached to it, uh, uh, like like the Forge in the Dark games or the fa uh, or um, uh, Powered by Apocalypse games, right? You can make games and, and sell that stuff as long as you reprint the, I don't know if you need to reprint it, but you just need to sort of like throw a logo up and be like, hey, this is that kind of game. Um, uh, uh, but again, it, mostly because of its, licensiness um that there would just be no reason like, it's probably somewhere in some legal documentation that it can't be like between renegade and hasbro is just not allowed to have something that lets people make their own stuff and sell it on their own yeah that makes sense we even don't even have like a community use policy we as in yeah, right, that's as in renegade this is actually a very interesting distinction because we technically have no right to do this podcast They've never said no. They've never said yes. We do <laughs> it at our own point. risk. Yes. Living on the edge. That's us. Uh, finally, in their calming the nerves, you might want to also tell them that these Essence 20 is produced by Renegade, not Wizards of the Coast. I have seen mm -hmm. some people erroneously credit Wizards of the Coast with these games because, again, all those connections we're talking about, they know Hasbro has these properties, they know this is a role-playing game, and they might just assume Hasbro wouldn't license it out to a third party when they have the world's biggest role-playing game publisher. Well, that's what happened. I cannot explain how this happened other than magic, but that is the case. Wizards yeah. of the Ghost is in no way involved with Essence 20. That's right. That's right. I can imagine that they don't have the staff <laughs> to, like, you know. I mean, I guess if someone were to come, some Hasbro exec had, had decided this is what Wizards is doing, I'm sure something would have happened that they could have made it happen. But for, for whatever reason, we're uh, at where we're at. And we're all the more fortunate for it. We get to I mean, fair make enough. these games, and it's super awesome. Yeah. Um. So, uh, can I ask you a question, Ryan, real quick sure. about this sort of? You said that the something I was unaware of that that the these games were sort of announced as five E products, and since you were instrumental on the design on a lot of these games, um, uh, is there like a was there a specific reason? Was there was there a thought of like, well, we don't want to be tied to this OGL even, like some sort of some sort of prescience occurring? Or was it just, oh, we can make our own thing and not be tied to 5e at all? So since we're talking about this, I will get a little more granular in what I was saying. When they were announced, 
Power Rangers was said to be a 5e game. And it okay. was also said that they had the licenses for the other three properties. It right. never fully said all of them were 5e, only officially Power Rangers was 5e. But I know that when they brought me on, at least mm -hmm. the first three properties were intended to be 5e. And in the development, um, everything is secondhand, because I only heard this through, sure, yeah. uh, Fair through enough. my developers. But the idea was basically that there seemed to be some hesitation higher up the chain. And so it was decided mm -hmm. that if we're not going to go 5e, we had to make that decision right then. Oh, and yeah. so we made that decision then. We saw what 5e elements we wanted to hold on to because we had still designed up to a certain point, assuming it would be 5e. And then we just said, like, so then what does a system need to be to be the most the best game for all of these different properties? And we'll get into that a little bit, uh, a little how there are connections to uh, 5e here and there. Like, uh, so if you're familiar with 5e, you'll know, you'll, you might be able to, you know, sort of transition kind of easily into Essence 20. But we'll get more into that later. Yes, because first we're going to talk about the settings. So once you've calmed their nerves, the big selling point for Essence 20 is these settings. Uh, with some of the biggest brands of the 80s, 90s, and 2000s, all of which have received multiple reboots, odds are Power Rangers, G.I. Joe, Transformers, or My Little Pony meant something to most gamers at some point in their lives. And now they get the chance to play in those worlds. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that's just exciting, right? You get to be a Transformer, you get to be a Joe, you get to be a Power Ranger, you get to be a Little Pony. Um, you get to be your little pony, and um, it's uh, I, I mean, I, I, there, there's there's always something to uh, tapping into that sort of, um, in some cases sort of nostalgia, but also cases are sort of um, easy recognition to what you're you are about to do, right? This is something you've seen cartoons of, or 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 what have you, or played with the toys. Um, you have that in, you know. It's always it's always tricky when you're talking about a um. A role playing game that might be strange in some way, or or just sort of not your basic fantasy role playing game that kind of people know at this point a, a lot of um, to get them into. It. But if you say, "Hey, this is a Transformers, you know, game," people kind of already know what to expect. Yeah, it is such a strong theme for a game that before this <laughs> license became official, there were unofficial versions of games for yeah, all of all these right. properties. And the selling point for those was like, it's basically Transformers. Yeah. It's basically Power Rangers. There's nothing basic about us. It is officially <laughs> Power Rangers, Jojo, and Transformers, gonna, and eventually My Little Pony. You're going to see Optimus Prime. You're going to see Duke walking around doing stuff. You maybe fight Megatron. Who knows? I don't know. It's, I, it's up to your game. I hope you meant Optimus Prime's fighting Megatron, because I don't know. I don't like Duke's chances. Oh, <laughs> well, with some help, you never know. I don't with know. With help, sure. Yeah. He needs Cobra Commander's help. He's got a great track record of defeating Megatron. Oh, here we go. <laughs> no, no, we're not. Well, uh -huh. anyway, we like, yeah. there is definitely room for stuff around your table, like those kind of conversations when we're talking about these settings. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, if you are a big fan or even just a medium fan of any of these properties, you're sitting down, you get to be, you get to like reminisce about the different moments that you've enjoyed and you get to play in them in a way that you never have before. Yeah, and this sort of almost transition into the, to the next point here too. Like, um, you don't have to play Optimus Prime or Duke or or uh, one of the Power Rangers whose names I can't remember. Tommy, um, uh, you know, for instance, like, and some of the, and you know, I think like I remember in the past that uh, one of those Marvel role playing games, um, the Margaret Vice one. That, 
Mm, yeah, yes, yes, that's one. Yeah, yeah, but not the face rip one, but the one that came sort of in the middle there. Um, it was just like there were stats for Marvel heroes, right? There was not, there was no character creation system to make your own original hero to, in the Marvel universe. In this case, no, you can, you, you can, you can, you can play those characters. Uh, you can make them and and on, on your own or seek out people who made builds for them. But you also get to make your own original characters to add to the universe, which is also, I feel like, that is something that gamers just love to do. Yeah, gamers love to do it, and fans of properties like either casting mm -hmm. themselves into it or just, you know, they're they're seeing these Transformers and they're like, oh, but there's no this Transformer. Like, even before the Transformers rulebook came out, I knew that it, I want to play this at some point, so I commissioned art for a, a zombie, tra uh, zombie, Zamboni Transformer. Because oh. <laughs> it has never existed, and that's a big, bulky vehicle, and there's sure, a lot of, yeah. uh, like, he's got a hockey stick axe that is also a rifle when he turns it around. There's a lot of like elements that you can play in it. And it's like before the game, this is just a fun idea I could have had. And I have no artistic skills. So I would have had to commission somebody for a fun idea for a transformer. And then I do nothing with it. But now because I have a role playing yeah. game, I have yeah. an avenue for this. Uh, oh, what was his name? End up being, I, ah, oh. is it gee? Is it gee? It is not gee. It's, it's a pun. <laughs> you might uh, be surprised. Uh, uh, oh, it's probably like some hockey-related uh, term, right? Oh, like, it's the crease uh, keeper. The crease. There because it is. Because he's also got the goalie mask that has like a mm -hmm. skull motif. So he's crease keeper. Ooh. His, uh, I said axe, but it's more like a scythe. So he's got. Oh, there you go. Mm -hmm. He's a cross mm -hmm. between okay. undeath and hockey. That's why you almost said zombie earlier. No, that's just mistaken. Okay, fair enough. Zamboni. I forgot yeah, what we... zambonis were called. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a, a sort of a, a, a joke around this particular household of a penny farthing transformer. Nice. Um, named Penny, of course. But, you know. So, like it. so it, in my brain, I almost want to run a, a vaguely Victorian era set Transformers camp, you know, campaign. Now, would they turn into like the butler around the arc that's just helping the Transformers out, or do they go on adventures? I, I would assume they go on adventures. I, we haven't really talked about it. It's just sort of hilarious i mean i say hilarious but um uh, uh you know that that's my own opinion uh thought that that uh, my wife was was sort of joking about so you were talking about the, the that people could play either the uh, established characters or they can uh, build original characters and that's kind of one of the design philosophies when we were building especially the roles but also the origins and the influences yeah. which are you know the three main elements that uh, you build your character on is we would make an option and we would usually have one specific character that this is definitely the role mm -hmm. or the origin you would use for that and then within the roles and options and origins and influences we would add in um, like decision points so that you could mm -hmm. be like jazz but or you could yes, be exactly. like snake eyes except and um and yeah so it allows like after a few of these decision points suddenly you've got a character that looks very little like those established characters but fits right in next to them Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that again, that's also like the thing that gamers like to do if they want to make their own original characters, but they want to be like, oh, I'm excited to play a sound wave because I want to get a little mini guy and, and, and have a bunch of them or something. Right. And oh, hey, you know, you've got to add that into when you're <laughs> I would assume when you're when you're doing design work on this sort of thing, you're like, well, we have to make sure that we can sort of emulate the ideas behind the largest types of transform or you know established characters the sort of more known established characters to be oh hey if i want to be you know a, a snake eyes i need to you know uh, we need to have rules in there to kind of let you do 
all that kind of warrior stuff. Yeah. Now, every now and then, a character that is like an A-lister would require so many rules just to themselves, like, say, Grimlock. You can make Grimlock out of the core rulebook, make him a monolith, and just kind of tweak some things. But um, Mm -hmm. it's also, it's just something that we have to promise, like, don't worry, you will get your Grimlock, you will get your Dinobots, and it's something that we have to work on in the future. Oh, sure, sure. I mean, like, you can't, <laughs> in any game, I think, any any large of open game where, you, where, you, where you've got, like, just sort of the, the, a canvas of things you want to do or be able to, genre, sub-genres you might want to emulate, you, you can't cram that all into one book. And also, as a business, you know, Renegade wants to make multiple books, right, and then sell them <laughs> over the course of a period. So it's going to be a point where we have to hold, you got to you maybe hold a little something back or just sort of think about, uh, what could come next, uh, the next, you know, evolutionary step in terms of what kind of thing you're going to do. Now, I don't want to go too deep into the system because we've done primer episodes mm-hmm. and we're just, yeah. we're supposed to be selling, like getting people excited for it. So we don't want to get into the nitty gritty, but I can say that talking about the influence origin role, uh, combination to create your character. Um, someone on the discord has created a random generator using all of the mm-hmm. origins, all of the roles, all of the influences from all three core rulebooks that are out. And just hitting that button and then coming up with a concept for the character, that combination, is super satisfying. That's good. I like that. I I love just like randomness stuff sometimes. Like, uh, you know, uh, fairly recently, uh, uh, there's a a game that um, I'd been playing called, uh, uh, was a a sort of a a, a upgraded take on the Palladium's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle system, sort of an indie oh, wow. game though, uh, that does that. But it is all like you can randomize what kind of animal you mutated from, and then all this other stuff. Then that was that was heck of fun. Now I've I've played some games where they have the randomized character creation. I think Gamma World might have been one of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and Gamma there's World a has ton of steps to it. I, oh, actually, also the Face Rip, the Marvel game that you were talking about. You could make oh, yeah. choices, or you could randomize your character, and um, maybe it's because it's automated. It just feels like the Essence 20 uh, randomizer oh. is a lot quicker. Oh, sure. Definitely. I mean, the, anytime you have something that is like, yeah, uh, multiple steps where you got to roll a D100 and consult a table and then sub tables and whatever, having that having that stuff autom- automated is is way way more <laughs> way way more straight. And it's way more streamlined. You can just do it and, you know, blah, 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 you know, it's, 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 I'm sure, I'm sure there's probably one of those out there for this game that we were playing but uh we we didn't use it fair enough we, we didn't know about it if it exists but and just to finish off talking about the system there's two uh real selling points for me about the ss20 system one is that it is fast light and flexible and so once you get the rhythm of rolling for skill tests which is always the d20 and your skill for everything in the game Mm-hmm. That's so yeah. nice. It's so nice that you get to personalize your character and then those decisions you made in character creation always come into play whenever a skill test comes up because it's always the same thing over and over again. You don't have to worry about too many corner case rules and too many uh, subsystems or elaborations on single parts of the game. It's really just mm-hmm. combat and non-combat scenes. They all work the same way and that's that's nice. Yeah. I mean, that, I find that to always be nice as well when you have a... Something, you know, a mechanic that works basically in combat and out of combat in a very similar way. You're just, if you're just doing a, doing something, maybe adding a number to it, comparing it to another number or trying to get under a number or whatever, you know, it's always, I, you know, I find that way easier to run 
too, you know, uh, those types of games and, and, and definitely way easier to play. And then the other thing is that I like that players have agency and GMs have a lot of support. I know that some people, uh, so I've never played 5e. I only know 5e from reputation. And one of the things that I heard regularly is that GMs didn't feel supported. It felt like they uh, were just, there were just too many rules that said, you know, your GM will come up with something. And then yeah. on the GM side of the table, it's like, oh, I have a lot to come up with. We don't do that with Essence 20. We do have some like, here's just how this works. And the GM mm -hmm. now has the choice yeah. to use it, how it works or come up with their own way. Sure. Yeah. No, uh, again, I also haven't, I haven't, maybe I played a little bit more than you. I haven't played a ton of it though. Uh, but I also am very aware of the 5e, 5e's reputation uh, of being sort of uh, uh, easy to play, but a slightly more difficult to run um, and just sort of make, having to make sort of judgment calls and, and rules of that, that are fine. You know, game, you know, if you have to do that and you want it, or if you want to do that, that's also fine. But, you know, keeping that stuff sort of like consistent throughout your average GM is maybe a touch of a bit of a game designer at heart, right? But they're not necessarily going to be thinking about the things that the game designers get paid to think about in terms of like long-term repercussions of saying, oh, of course that works like that. And then, and that can lead to contention, you know, uh, in a group in terms of, uh, you know, if you've made a decision one way and made a similar decision, that's completely opposite way later on. I mean, hopefully you and your friends are just right there to have a good time. Uh, and don't mind if uh, uh, the rules uh, sometimes uh, get in the way of themselves. Um, but uh, the for 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 S and twenty, yeah, it does it does. We, there, there's enough there that you know you don't have to worry about having to to make too many of those GM judgment calls for mechanical purposes, right? Moving on to step four. There's the support material. Once you've bought the core rulebook, for a lot of companies that are not Wizards of the Coast. They usually can only really afford to put out the rule books. That's their bread and butter, and so that yeah. is their focus. Renegade is larger than that. Renegade started as a, a tabletop, like a board game company, and so mm -hmm. they used to bigger uh, footprints, bigger um, price tags on their games, and more elaborate materials. And so Renegade has a lot of connections with a lot of different manufacturers, and so right out of the gate, they've got dice, dice bags, journals so uh like super elaborate uh, character sheets published adventures have already been published there's some miniatures for some of the games and there's a lot more to come like we already know you don't have to buy this book and wonder will there ever be supplements for it because we've been working <laughs> on a lot of further supplements and again cannot wait for more of them to be revealed so that we can at least name drop them when the context comes oh out. yeah I well know. well i mean We'll talk a little about something later on tonight that uh, will allow us to talk more about those things, hopefully in the future. So much weight off my shoulder. Shoulders. Well, just not just the one shoulder. It's going to be just like this, the crooked the whole time. Well, the other um, one pops out of place. Oh, no. Um, I mean, that I got it just in general. That's always been like, the hardest thing about working in the industry. Right honestly in a lot of ways it's just sort of like knowing stuff and sometimes keeping it straight did we release that yet oh my god i think i may have accidentally spoiled something that i shouldn't have a couple like a month or two ago doing a, a doing a convention i started talking about something oh i should have done this and i was like oh no that hasn't really been announced yet but it was like to like three people so like, who cares um if you're out there uh, if you played in my uh starfinder game at uh emerald con hi keep your mouth shut please um <laughs> <laughs> no, I told I, at the end of that I said, "Oh, please don't." And I, I, they, they've been cool about it. 
yeah i even had some friends over uh new year's and they were like so what are you working on and i thought about like oh maybe they're under friend da like i really cannot even mention some of the things i'm working on because it gives away so much in fact we brought on Mm -hmm. freelancers for a project that they're working on and it's like i want to give examples for how to work certain material and so i want to use the one that's the most recent yeah now these examples are spoiling things and i know they're under nda for this product and i had to Mm -hmm. tell them if you can infer something from these other product from these examples about other products that's just between us your nda covers anything (laughs) you infer yeah (laughs) Yeah, i think i think i think it does i don't know i don't know much about ndas but like yeah it's helpful to i mean you but though that that's the sort of thing where you have to really if you need to give them stuff that's not out yet just to make the next thing yeah that's got to be covered in some way yeah otherwise everything new we develop will be like frozen in like it's just yeah. coming out after the stuff that was released and announced by the time the project started and then it just it would be stopping the evolution of the game yeah 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 but uh this was more to, i was originally bringing this up to talk about all the cool toys and stuff that support it but really just i guess just it, it means so much to us that eventually we will get to talk about these things Indeed. and uh Hopefully, hopefully there'll be a nice grace period after something is announced before the next thing we're super excited to announce or to talk sure. about. It's not announced. There often is. Yeah, okay. there often is. There often is. Um, but sort of speaking about all that other stuff that you had mentioned too, I got a I got a, a box load of stuff uh, after. I mean, I may have told you this. It was, it was it was a while back, but it was a box load of stuff of this that that existed. You know, having to come work for Renegade is the dice and the dice bags and the character journals, and it all looks very nice and. I, excited to possibly dig into it one of these days to actually use them <laughs> because sometimes you get you know when you work for a company sometimes you get the stuff for free and then you never actually end up <laughs> using too much of it because it's a lot and or or you know it's not necessarily something that you uh uh have plans to use so you get it and it's cool to have it because it's cool bennies but uh, uh i haven't yet cracked open the any of the dice sets yet honestly well the dice sets are the ones that you're most likely to use I know exactly. I gotta. That means I have to do some of. I have to get into those those things. But you know, I just I play. I play a lot um, online these days. So sure. But uh, next time the, you're playing a Starfinder game at a con, and you roll like a, a Power Rangers die in front of them, they're like, "Whoa, what is that?" It's like I'm glad that? you asked. Huh, there you go. I'll keep that in mind. I'll keep that in mind for that one time. That the time that every time I need to flip a coin in a Starfinder game or some other game pull out one of those pull out that pull out the transformers coin. one it's the best one yeah it's the best one well because the, the the cartoon used to have the da 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 da, da and then it would oh yeah the, the thing yeah it's true does the coin have the I don't yeah know, it's autobots on one side just it's autobots... on the other well that's good yeah Hooray. you could recreate the scene transitions from your childhood <laughs> and just push it at the Finally, I do want to give a shout out and uh, use this as a selling point for Essence 20 to the community, specifically all the mm-hmm. fans on Discord. There's a lot of passion there. There's a lot of support. Everyone is there to talk about these brands, this game, and to walk anyone through just any questions they have. Because, you know, when you begin playing a new role-playing game, you have questions and there's stuff that's written that assumes a certain knowledge of role-playing games or even doesn't. But even if you do yeah. come into it with a lot of experience with certain games, Whenever you read a new rule book, there's always the chance that something trips you up. And so the community has been amazing to be there for the people that have questions and are like confused by things because often it's the same questions over and over. And so someone yeah, will be yeah. there right away to be like, oh, 
I'm glad you asked. Yes, you you know that you're supposed to have 16 essence points, but you only count 15 because your focus gives you your last one. That's one that comes up a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just fan communities. They're generally pretty much awesome. I like them. Yeah, when I first started uh, interviewing people on podcasts, interviewing people in the game industry, and we were talking about how you got into the industry. Oh, no, sorry, how you got into the hobby. Hmm. A lot of times it was a friend, an uncle, and now... Discord is kind of like everybody's uncle. Introduce them <laughs> to their favorite things and tell All them right. about how cool that stuff is and giving a, a more personal touch to the explanation. <laughs> I like that. I like that analogy. I need to call up Discord. In fact, I know yes. somebody who knows somebody who works at Discord and I'll be like, tell them Discord's your uncle. And then I'll leave them. I'm, sh I'm sure that's the, they'll, they'll want to use that as the sort of new tagline for Discord. Every Discord, colon, everybody's uncle. I like it. I'm proud of myself. <laughs> so we don't want to steal anyone from any other role-playing games. We, if you have the nope. game that is your favorite, absolutely do that. We don't want to put pressure on you to try Essence 20. But if you're curious about Essence 20, and if you know other people that would probably enjoy the game, we hope that this list has been helpful. We hope that you look it over, and maybe you've even been looking for a way to explain Essence 20 to people. This is how you do it, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, no, good. Tell them, tell them about this here, this here podcast, because uh, we're always talking about SN20. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, there are so, but there's and there's so many games out there. Even if you're want to just you know dip your toe in, it it's worth it. I think it's always worth it to, to like, you know watch a lot of different types of TV shows, read a lot of different types of books, play a lot of different types of games, and it'll, you'll be a sort of a, a more well-rounded person because of it and you might find something you didn't expect you would love so much and then you've entered a lot of joy into your life that you may not have had otherwise so keep your heart open is what i'm saying everybody it's a mushy thing to say but you know um sometimes i'm a mushy <laughs> All right, i think it's a good time to transition over to banter where, again, normally we start the episodes with just Jason and I catching up, getting into our groove and letting people know what's going on with our lives. But we wanted people mm -hmm. to get right into the topic if they wanted to. And now you can hear more from us. Although the first point in, in the banter is more news than banter. And that is that yeah. Renegade Con virtual 2023 schedule is live. So for those who don't know, Renegade Con uh, holds two virtual conventions every year. I believe one's around now, one's around uh, late summer. Or maybe it's early fall. Yeah. In any case, yeah, they're about six months apart. And it's a chance for Renegade to announce new products, to have uh, the creators come onto the panels and just talk about products that are coming out, talk about what they're excited about. So Friday, February 3rd, and Saturday, February 4th, will be the next Renegade Con, uh, which is very much right around the corner, less than a month Indeed. Away. Yep, yep. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe it, it might be more summary, because whatever it was, I missed the first, the, any, the a fall one, if there was yeah. one this year. So this is going to be my first Renegade Con, um, which is very exciting. Uh, and I look forward to chatting with people and uh, being on the panel. Uh, you know what? I'm pretty sure it's earlier in the summer because a lot of stuff that's mm -hmm. going to be for sale at Gen Con gets announced. Gets announced then. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That makes sense. Yeah. Because when I did start at Renegade, it was Gen Con. <laughs> yeah. So I missed all that too. Basically, I was just sort of getting you know the wheel spinning up. Um, so I didn't have much to do with that, but this is, so this, this is another, this, this has been my biggest, uh, this, this podcast has been my biggest sort of 
ways oh. to talk about SM20 yeah. and Renegade stuff out get out there. But now I get to talk out in a very, very official capacity. Official. Are you gonna wear official. your tie? Are you gonna wear your suit? No, I'll have to probably have to, I'll probably have to wear the polo that they sent me. Oh yeah. I yes. get a little more flexibility, but it's basically uh, either a plain shirt or a licensed tee based on the properties. That's nice. That's nice. I would love to wear. Oh, okay. I've got. I haven't worn a suit in forever. Now, suit and polo. It's a classic combination. Yeah, I get a, I'm sure they probably wouldn't want me to put a, a sport jacket over the polo. No, the polo over the sport jacket. The polo. Okay, that'll be yeah, very comfortable. I'm sure. <laughs> So uh, the schedules went up on the Discord and they are available at renegadegamestudios.com slash renegadecon-virtual. Uh, but just to go over them briefly, first of all, note that all the times are Pacific. Renegade mm -hmm. is uh, Renegade Game Studio is uh, located in Los Angeles. Anyway, it's definitely... San Diego. Coast. San Diego, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I got the right state. You got the right state, you did. Yeah. I don't know American geography. Well, I'll tell you, it's, uh, Los Angeles is surprisingly far away from San Diego. Oh, yeah. It's All one of the, those really stretchy states, right? Long, yeah, California is too big of a state. Uh, so, yeah. So, all times are Pacific. All events stream on Renegade's YouTube channel. This is different from last year. Uh, well, from all previous mm. Renegade Con virtual editions, which streamed on their Twitch channel. And then the uh, the recordings were uploaded to YouTube. Oh, right now, it's going directly onto YouTube. And okay. I believe... Once it's live, it's just on YouTube. They don't have to upload it after the fact. So comments yeah. made live will still be there, and you'll be able to access yeah. it. Uh, you know, it, at your leisure. It goes from broadcast right. to narrowcast. That's no, that terms. is literally the term for yeah, uh, an on-demand service. Narrowcasting. I learned that oh. when I was learning about podcasting. Oh, there you go. All kinds of casting. I know. All right, so um, specifically for people that are interested in Essence 20 content at Renegade Con from uh, Saturday from 10 a.m. Pacific or 1 p.m. Eastern until 2.30 Pacific or 5.30 p.m. Eastern, so like four and a half solid hours, uh, mm -hmm. is dedicated to Power Rangers, G.I. Joe, Transformers, and My Little Pony products coming from Renegade. This is not exclusively an Essence 20, but it includes the Essence 20 material that's coming out. Uh, we will, mm -hmm. yeah. different members from the Essence 20 teams will be on these panels talking about those games at some point during those one hour, one and a half hour blocks. I believe it's only My Little Pony that's getting an hour and a half, or that's some kind of lunch break after an hour. I'm not sure. That might be, yeah. Might be a lunch. No, yeah. that's weird. Oh, it's probably a little break after the My Little Pony one before we go into the World of Darkness one stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you need a palate cleanser. You need a palate cleanser. You need a little bit of a, just a pause, just yeah. go... Or you just go down and down and up, ponies to oh, vampires. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Well, Matt, well, don't, don't, uh, that might be a, that might be a, a, an upcoming product. We won't, we won't spoil it. Um, I believe I am only going to be on the Transformers panel at the moment. Oh, we'll I don't see. know what's been announced of who's on what. So, well, I'm telling you that I'm oh, pretty sure right. I, I met them on the noon panel, which is the Transformers panel. All right. I like that it's in the same order that I list the properties out because that's yeah, the yeah, order sure. that the books came out in. So yeah, you would want to do it alphabetical, but then I feel like I'm putting G.I. Joe first, which feels like uh, self-congratulatory. So <laughs> I, I, I picked the seniority of release, which just feels like the most neutral way of doing these things. That is, and that, that's good. That's also how Renegade's done it. But actually, uh, yeah. so 
it, when, when this was originally released, G.I. Joe and Transformers were swapped by mistake. And I reached mm -hmm. out to Jordan and just being like, is this schedule right? Because that's not what I heard the time was going to be. And so he uh, said, no, no, this is, this is a mistake. They took it down. They fixed it. They sent me the updated graphic. I tweeted the updated graphic. And then the updated graphic never showed up in the Discord. And I was oh. like, was I not supposed to tweet that? He sent me the graphic. Uh, but it ends up it's up on their website now. So I guess instead okay, of just okay. posting the graphic directly, they want people to go to the website, which I linked to. So hopefully I didn't do anything wrong. No, it's good. It's all good. I just got so excited. You did. You do. You, uh, yeah, I, I think I was told this the other way around first, too. And then like a couple of days later, Jordan was like, oh, wait, we got to switch him around. Like, oh, whatever. I'm it's a Saturday. I'm 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 home. Right. I'll be home. <laughs> So, and uh, I know a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about Renegade Con, I was like, I, I don't know what's being revealed. I hope something is being revealed. Just want to point out that above every panel on Saturday, at least every one that we've been talking about, has the word reveals, colon, and then Power Rangers Tabletop mm. Games, Jojo Tabletop Games. So yeah. something is being revealed. Something is going to be revealed. I'm actually not entirely certain what it is we're going to be revealing just yet, but we'll all know more on February 3rd, I'm sure. <laughs> So I've got a second banter topic here about holiday stuff. We've been going fairly long. I think we could just keep this one a, an all business episode of the All right, podcast, all business. Which brings us to the shout outs. Thank you for joining us for episode 10 of Upshift, the No Direction Network's Essence 20 podcast. Before we let you go, something to bring your attention to. We've got the No Direction Special Edition covering the OGL 1.1. Uh, it's called the No Direction Special Edition OGL 1.1 Overview. And so we've alluded to it a little bit in this podcast, but that podcast is one hour where I sit down with Owen Casey Stevens, who has extensive experience with the OGL, uh, and Alex Gunas, who has been researching the OGL, its history, um, and whatnot for an upcoming article. And it's just, this is a topic that is coming up quite a lot recently. So if you want a very light on conjecture, I hope I can say that, um, covering of the news, uh, you can check out the special edition. It's both available as a podcast and on YouTube. And apparently it's uh, really getting around because a friend of mine who mm -hmm. I didn't even know was into RPGs was curious yeah. about OGL stuff and just listened to a playlist and then reached out to me you and said, like, I just heard your voice. <laughs> I uh, just listened to that this afternoon and it was uh, very good, very informative. I, I definitely think people should seek it out. Yay. Uh, the other thing I'm going to shout out to is Gameloft's My Little Pony app game. So I have the Transformers app game. I have the G.I. Joe app game. I, I don't know what Power Rangers app games are out there. But um, mm. anyway, both of those I kind of trailed off in. But I've also picked up the My Little Pony app game maybe like five years ago at this point, And I am still playing. And I'm still managing my pony oh. belt, collecting my ponies, yeah, participating oh in all the events, and frankly, doing very well for myself. <laughs> is, is this one of those sort of um, uh, games where you send people like, click on something and then you know a minute later you can do something else kind of situation where you're like it might take an hour or you're like just yeah at one point in the game i send people to do things for days or weeks at a time sure yeah yeah i mean yeah it's a minute at the beginning and then eventually becomes like oh, okay yeah. but yeah I exactly always, yeah I, I think i always like you said sort of start those games and then forget about them a week later yeah I still so, open the Transformers one from time to time because when you click on a Transformer, they convert from one mode to another. And so um, if Transformers ever comes up in conversations with my daughters, I could just open the app and be like, this is what I'm talking about. This is their right. alt mode. And it's a cool little animation. And 
don't know, it's just fun. Then we typically go through my entire roster, converting every single character <laughs> I've collected. Which Fine. ends up being so many characters, even though I didn't play it for that long. Okay, uh -oh. well, great. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, one of the reasons I'm bringing up the Game Loft game is that uh, now that I'm working on My Little Pony, a lot of the times I'll be looking for a proper name for a character or see what mm -hmm. details we know about certain background characters. And I will often go to the My Little Pony wiki, but the My Little Pony wiki actually references the Game Loft game quite a lot because I think oh, that okay. whoever is producing the game, like I know it's Game Loft, but the, the people in charge of the game, uh, I think they talked directly to Hasbro to get official names for some of the characters that were just background elements. And so, oh, um, yeah, it's it's really helping me with my writing and making sure that my, my terminology is correct, that I can <laughs> uh, call in some deeper cuts and actually be able to name them and not just be like, you know, that blue pony that's in the background sometimes. Right. <laughs> that's great. So thank you. Oh, wait, I already did. I started a call for action before shoutouts. Oh, well. Thank you once again for joining us for episode 10 of The Upshift. If you would like to find more great gaming podcasts, you can go to NoDirectionPodcast.com. also like to thank our patrons. You can, uh, if, if you like what we do, you can support us at Patreon.com slash NoDirection. And I want to thank, say thank you to Word Burglar for the use of Letters from Snake Eyes Volume 4. You can find out more about him at WordBurglar.com. Until next time, I'm Ryan Costello. And I'm Jason Keeley. Let's roll out. Nice! I was about to admit that I did not do my year's resolution of finding an outro. I thought you might, so I, I decided to swoop in there and come up with something at the last second. Hey, we'll do like three or four of them. Yeah, yeah.